Hey y'all, it's your host, Isabella Orlando, and you're listening to the Just Living Y'all podcast. In today's episode, we are discussing anxiety. <laughs> what a fun topic. But I have to tell you guys, the biggest thing that I'm dealing with and the biggest blessing and burden in my life is my anxiety. If you don't know what anxiety is, it's a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. What people think anxiety is, is panic attacks and worrying too much. But anxiety is also feeling like a burden, frightening and intrusive thoughts, overwhelming emotions, physical symptoms, being stuck in fight or flight mode. Some reminders. It may feel like you're going crazy, but you're not. Anxiety lies to you. Your thoughts are not always true. People are always, aren't thinking about you the way you're thinking about you. So, like, I could be saying, oh, like, I, my outfit's not good, my hair's messy. That person sitting next to me is not thinking that at all, but your anxiety is telling you that person is thinking that. You're struggling with a real disorder, and there's nothing wrong with you. I never like to show when I'm anxious or depressed. I always hide away and am alone when I cry. In high school, I would always cry alone. I don't think anybody ever saw me cry in high school, and, like, my parents never knew And that's that part where I felt super low and down and depressed and anxious. And I was too afraid to ask for help. I try to stay so positive now and show people a positive perspective in life, but it's completely okay to cry and validate your feelings. Validating your feelings is super, 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 super important. I feel like now more than ever, I validate my feelings and like I tell myself it's okay to feel a certain way. Because if I don't let myself feel a certain way, then it's going to get all bottled up. And eventually, like, in a month, I'm going to have a big panic attack and, like, flip out and be crying for, like, six hours straight. Some things that can trigger my anxiety are getting on the wrong bus, a website not loading, walking by someone you don't want to say hi to, my hair being, quote-unquote, messy, not getting enough sleep, someone not liking me back, FOMO, or feeling alone. My anxiety tells me actually very often that I'm alone, but I'm really not because I'm surrounded by all these people that love me. And another example from this semester, a TA in one of my classes who knows about my anxiety. Not knowing if I'm going to pass a class. Failing an exam. A key component to my anxiety is the fear of the unknown. What causes the fear of the unknown? Lack of predictability. One way to counteract the lack of predictability predictability is to get more information. The lack of control. To reclaim your sense of agency, you can start by analyzing your circumstances and listing the things you can and cannot control. This is something that I've worked on with my therapist is making lists. Lists have helped me show the positive pros and cons. Effects of fear on the body. Fast heart rate. Quick and shallow breathing. Tense muscles. Feelings of weakness. Blood glucose, or insulin, spikes. As right now, I'm currently dealing with a very tough living situation. I'm basically traumatized from the people that I'm living with, and my anxiety has never been worse. I have felt so, so beyond um, anxious living with them that I actually had to live with my guy friends this past week, and that made my anxiety so much better. So I definitely think like surrounding yourself with people who are going to support and love you and understand your mental health issues and your anxiety is key because honestly, 
I don't think my roommates truly get how much I'm struggling with my anxiety and that anything can make me super anxious. And like, they're also struggling very internally and they don't know like the issues like beyond themselves and internally. And so it's very hard for them to understand like where I'm coming from in terms of like them saying something to me and like, I just don't want any contact with them. And yeah, so that's something that like I've been battling with my anxiety, but God has definitely like started like showing me that like this anxiety is a blessing because I'm here talking to you guys on a podcast, talking about my anxiety and preaching about mental health and showing people that it's okay to get help and like seeking help is the best thing you could do for yourself. And yeah, so my anxiety, honestly, I've been anxious my entire life. Growing up, my parents would always say I'm anxious and like I was always worried about like little things. I would cry going to dance class like when I was little and like I never wanted to leave my mom's side and just like little things like that when I was younger. In high school, like I was just anxious, constantly worried about what people were thinking about me and honestly, like it was super unhealthy and I just didn't, I was always worried. Constantly the worry was there and like I guess in terms of like what anxiety would like tell me, like when I would go to bed, okay, good night, wait, 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 wait. Do you remember that really embarrassing thing from six years ago? You should stay up and think about that. That would happen a lot, this scenario. Another scenario would be like when you're going to say hi to somebody. Your anxiety tells you this. Hey, 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 you should go say hi to that person. They probably won't say hi back to you though. They don't want to talk to you either. That'll be awkward if you say hi. I'm planning on how I'm going to escape the conversation. It'll be fun. Do it though. Another scenario for me that happens often is overthinking a comment that that you said to somebody. What you said today was very offensive. I didn't say anything bad. Really think about it. You offended everybody. They all hate you now. You should be embarrassed. Anxiety played a huge role when it came to my eating disorder spiraling out of control. All I ever wanted was control and getting that from eating habits made my brain feel quote unquote good when in reality it triggered bad eating habits. Anxiety symptoms co-occur with a binge eating disorder. Anxiety can appear as a result of malnourishment which ultimately triggers an eating disorder. Obsessive compulsive disorder is the most common anxiety disorder to co-occur with an eating disorder. So definitely my anxiety started spiraling out of control once I like started restricting myself with eating. I got super, super restrictive with myself and like that made my anxiety worse. But in my head, it also made my anxiety feel better. And like it was triggering that good part and that good serotonin in my brain, but it was just triggering the bad part of my anxiety. Um, and like, what is AR, AFRID that's avoidant and restrictive food intake? And some people find it physically difficult to eat foods because of anxiety and sometimes related to the sensory characteristics of food. So like for me, I used to avoid eating high sugar foods and I got very restrictive and like I would avoid, quote unquote avoid, but it was actually me restricting and people take it as, oh, I just like don't want to have that. But it's like, oh, I don't want to have that because it's unhealthy and like, it's bad for me when in reality there's no such thing as bad foods periods of excessive eating can cause great emotional distress the eating is often accompanied by feelings of anxiety guilt shame disgust so i definitely like when i would go into these binges my anxiety would skyrocket to the roof insane insane amounts it was super 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 unhealthy for my anxiety to have these binges but those binges also like was because I was so anxious like prior to having a binge that like 
I needed to eat and like I needed all the food in the world to make me feel better because food is a comfort thing. I was emotionally eating. Like that's why I was having these binges. And so like, I guess like, I'm trying to think of a situation that's happened. Yes. So on like last week when I found out that the girl who was supposed to take over my lease um, was not taking it over because my roommates were rude to her. That triggered my anxiety, made me so much more anxious because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to live in my house for next semester. Like, that's so unhealthy, blah, blah, blah. So my anxiety was really high, really riveting. And I like felt the need to like rely on food and eat comfort foods. But like now being in recovery, I've learned that like I shouldn't be relying on foods for um, comfort. But in my head, I almost like went back to like those habits for a second, but I had to stop myself and be like, no, like you don't need food. Like let's talk this over pros and cons list. Like what can you control? What can't you control? And it's like taking me back to that. Um, I talked a lot with my therapist about how I was feeling like that. And it's totally normal to like have these ED thoughts. And it's because of your anxiety. Like my anxiety is causing me to have these ED thoughts again, but not in the same full force that I was having them. Um, definitely it's possible to be like some, like, these are just some feelings like where your anxiety can have both because like some people are just like feeling one way and they don't feel the other. But like for me, it's, I feel both. So like a situation, like some feelings capable and lost, you may have all this potential, but your anxiety is stopping you from spreading and using all your potential, smiling and struggling. You may show on the outside how happy you are, but there's a part of you that may be struggling silently, and this is totally me. I don't like to show people that I'm struggling, and I tend to be so positive, and I like to show the happy side because I want others to be happy, and I want to be a positive light for others. And inside, I struggle a lot. And actually, I just posted a video on my Instagram, pictures of me crying in silence and like by myself, and like showing like how I was struggling, and I was so scared to ask for help. And then like these pictures now of me, I'm so beyond happy and like, I'm so glad I did ask for help. Um, another emotions, kind and set boundaries, vulnerable and powerful. Because I'm a very vulnerable, vulnerable person. I share my emotions, I'm very open about things and I definitely like make them present that I'm vulnerable and I think that's like a big part of me is like being vulnerable because I want to show people it's okay to be vulnerable, but I'm also very powerful with it. And I'm making a statement. I'm making a movement. I'm using my power and my voice of being vulnerable to be powerful, if that makes sense. And another situation I've used this in is being successful and traumatized. Um, I have achieved so much success in my life, but I also have gone through so much trauma. The trauma from my eating disorder and living situation this year has made me such a stronger person and has helped me grow and reach successes I never thought I would be. I've reached um, everything, all the traumas in my life are so I can learn and so I could grow. And even throughout high school, like just high school itself traumatized me and like the French, fake friendships that I made, very traumatizing. But like I've noticed that like here I am like talking about my eating disorder, talking about my living situation, talking about my anxiety and like that's a huge success to me is being able to talk about it and being able to share and being able to show to people that you are not alone. And that's like my whole like thing is like, I'm just living my life and I'm living life to help others. Again, God's calling for me is to talk about my anxiety eating disorder and to help others who are like me. You can also be an extrovert and 
feel alone. I'm such an extrovert and have all these amazing friends who love me, but my anxiety tells me I have nobody to be with and that no one cares for me and that no one loves me and no one understands me. I'm currently really struggling with this one in terms of like, do my friends love me? Because I have been gaslit by my roommates and they make me feel crazy and they make me feel insane. And when I go to tell my friends about like what they did, X, Y, and Z, I'm not gonna state those statements. And like my friends are always here for me and like being like, oh yeah, we got you, like we're here for you, like we understand, we're listening. And like, but to me, I'm like, my friends probably think I'm crazy. Like my friends think I'm insane. Like I feel so alone. I feel like no one's here for me. But in reality, they are. Like I have the bestest, most supportive friends, and I'm so, so grateful for it for them. And like, but I still feel this way because my anxiety is telling me that I feel this way. When in reality, I have to like slap my anxiety out and be like, yo, like I actually don't feel like this. Like it's just my anxiety telling me this. Another couple emotions is feeling valuable and flawed, introverted and reaching out, loving and questioning. And I feel like a lot of people deal with those, um, these emotions, like this back and forth battle with yourself is like, I feel this way and I feel this way. And like, it's not in a bipolar disorder way, it's in a way of just, your anxiety has you questioning a lot of your actions in your life. And I feel like, that's for me is my biggest like thing with my anxiety is it makes you question every little move that you make every single thing like literally pushing my chair in like or drinking my water bottle is such a huge like I literally like have to like stop myself from having all these crazy thoughts because my anxiety gives me all these crazy thoughts um I don't know like I'll talk about like my day-to-day -day life of like what anxiety looks like. So right now, so this morning, I woke up in my bed. I got such a great good night's sleep, right? But in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, like when can I go to the bathroom? Like, are my roommates up? Am I gonna see my roommates? These are all my anxiety questions. I get up, go to the bathroom, go back to my room. Am I being too loud? Oh, I hope I'm not too loud. Gets ready, I'm walking in the gym. Oh, who am I gonna see at the gym? Oh my gosh, like it's freezing outside. Like my hands are so numb. Like I'm going to get pneumonia or like something like that. Some sickness. Like I'm going to get frostbite. I make it to the gym. Oh my gosh, like I got to get my phone out with my health check on it. I got to get my ID out and ready to go. So before I walk into the gym, it's ready and set for me to check in. Oh, I got to scan my card a certain way. Like let's make sure I do it the right way. Got to show the guy my check-in. Like I'm, and I'm constantly so anxious about all these things that I'm doing. And then like, I walk in the gym, oh, I gotta fill up my water bottle. I hope I'm not standing here for too long and I'm not stopping somebody from filling up their water bottle. Gotta go downstairs, go to the bathroom. Like, I have everything, my anxiety plans out every little detail and makes me pre-plan ahead for everything because pre-planning for anxiety really helps, but sometimes it makes you overthink too much. Then I'm in the gym, I'm working out. Oh, is this person staring at me? I feel like this person thinks I'm ugly. Oh, this person like thinks I have like bad form. And all those things are getting in my head. And like, I have thoughts like that. And then I'll go to class. Oh, I like don't wanna raise my hand. Like I can't participate. My anxiety is telling me that I, I'm gonna get this answer wrong. My answer is wrong. When in reality, my answer honestly probably is right. And like, that also is something that anxiety tells you that you are always wrong. Your anxiety is always telling you you're wrong. When in reality, you probably are mostly right. You gotta stay with your gut. And then, oh, I'm leaving class. Like, oh, like I gotta take my mask off. Like. Oh, like people are gonna stare at me, like see my face or 
Then, like, I'm making lunch, and I'm, like, sitting and eating lunch at, like, my friend's apartment right now because I can't, I don't feel comfortable cooking in my own house right now, so I've been cooking at my friend's. And I'm, like, in my head, oh, are they judging me for how much I'm eating? Or, oh, like, is this weird to make for lunch? Like, are they going to think that's weird? Like, mind you, these are my best friends, and they could honestly care less about what I'm making, and they're probably very happy that I'm making lunch, like, and that I'm eating. And I should be, I started, like, taking and being grateful for the little things in my, like, anxiety routine I guess because honestly like my anxiety is a routine now like I'm just used to it and I've just learned how to manage it oh like all right I made lunch right all right I'm going outside I'm going to Andrews I'm going to my friends other friends oh am I gonna walk by so-and-so like oh I really hope I don't see him or really hope I do see him like if I see him like what should I say like oh should I have headphones in when I see him like should I not should I be texting when I see him or should I not um oh, I'm sitting in Andrews, like, no one's here, like, what should I do? Should I go walk somewhere? My anxiety also constantly is telling me to walk around and constantly be moving and constantly doing something at all times, trying to distract myself and keep myself busy. Oh, it's time to go to chapter. I don't know, like, I have something at night. I have a study sisterhood. Oh, like, who's going to be here? Like, how long am I going to be here for? Like, is this going to be too long? I don't want to see these people. Um, My anxiety also, like, is that weird like in between of oh my gosh I want to see my friends and like I don't and like oh like let's go to Nikki's now and like hang out with my other friends like I want to go and hang out with them but sometimes my anxiety tells me that like I shouldn't be hanging out with people and that I should just kind of go curl up in a ball and hide and that also is my depression intertwined with it but when I go curl up in a ball and like lay in bed my thoughts start to spiral and fall into thinking traps let's talk about thinking traps guys Does anybody know what a thinking trap is? Because I love thinking traps. My brain goes into thinking traps all the time. These are certain types of patterns of thoughts that tend to trap us in anxiety. And um, it's kind of an all or nothing thinking. And it's like black and white thinking. And like what's going on is that thinking only of possible outcomes at either extreme, like really good or really bad, and not seeing all the possible outcomes in between, the gray. Most of life is somewhere in the middle. But we, for some reason, we just see the extremes. An example, like, one friend gets angry at you. Nobody likes me. I'm totally unlovable and selfish. Like, that's how you're feeling. Or if you fail a test, I'm obviously a stupid loser and not going to go to grad school. The thinking trap also catastrophizes yourself. What's going on? You're imagining the worst case scenario. And no matter how unlikely in reality, it's you are, this is the worst scenario that's going to happen. An example. Mom and dad have a fight. They're obviously going to get a divorce. That's also so false. Overestimating thinking traps. What's going on? You're exaggerating the likelihood that something bad will happen. An example. If I have another panic attack, I'm going to have a heart attack and die. So, as you can tell from all these examples from thinking traps, I experience them a lot. There's also like overgeneralizing thinking traps, um, mind reading thinking traps, negative brain filter thinking traps. Um, so as I was saying, like the thinking traps are constantly like occurring with me and I don't, I really try to stop myself from falling in these thinking traps because I honestly know when I'm experiencing a thinking trap, but it's very hard for me to stop them and be like, wait, that's not true. Like, hold on. Um, so yeah, that's definitely like my anxiety in a whirlwind is just like, Also, the talking fast, as you can tell, I've talked very fast throughout this episode. 
and just have so much to say about anxiety because my anxiety is running my life, but in a good and bad way. Again, I say it like biggest burden and blessing is my anxiety and mental health because I'm able to work and help others who are like me and who struggle like me. And God has called me to do this, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, but I know, like, so many people have anxiety, but it's not to this extent of where they're constantly anxious and constantly in this, like, weird state of, oh, like, uncertainty. Like, I just am so afraid of the future and so anxious about the future where I don't even know, like, where my anxiety, like, is going to be finished. Um, like, it's never ending. And I know my anxiety is never going to go away, but I've learned how to manage it so, so much better. And honestly, talking about it really, really has helped me a lot. I feel like being able to talk about my anxiety and being very, very open about it, it like it makes your anxiety feel better that like people know about your anxiety. So like they're not questioning you if you like do something or like um, say something like weird Um I guess an example, like an example of that, like is my friend Nikki knows about my anxiety. And when my parents came for parents weekend, she was with us and my parents were running late. So we like didn't get our parking spot for the tailgate and we were sitting in the car and I was like, I need to get out of the car. I'm feeling so, so anxious about this. Like, I don't like being late for things. Um, and like and Nikki saw like how much like I felt so out of control at that moment. And like Nikki was like, it's okay. Like you're okay. Like you're going to be okay. Like, let's get out of the car. Let's walk there. Like and she just like helped me get it back on my feet and like fix my anxiety but i ended up being very anxious for the rest of the day but it's like little things like that that like they're not being able to control something um yeah i'm glad i could talk more about my anxiety because i feel like in the first episode when i talked about my binge eating disorder my anxiety had a huge role to play in that and like they're just intertwined my eating disorder and my anxiety and also anxiety plays into my ocd adhd and depression and I just love that mental health all works together because honestly knowing that they're all working together against me is really funny and really great to know but it helps me be okay with it and be like all right like it's not you it is your brain your brain is like disordered and has these struggles and it's completely okay but like let's learn how to work on those things and learn how to make yourself better and now with my therapist like I work on different scenarios to practice like how to approach them and feel so much better about. Even emailing like people are calling on the phone makes me anxious. Everything makes me anxious, but I've gotten better at not being anxious about certain things now. Um, whoa, uh, guys, that was like a lot. I spoke super fast also because if you guys wanted to hear why I was speaking super fast is because some stupid lady came to yell at me because I didn't have my mask on in the recording studio and, like, she kept telling me to put it on. Like, she told me to put it on this morning when I was here. And, like, now, again, when my friend was here, like, when we were recording a different episode, she told me to put it on. And now, again, while I was by myself. And so I had to stop my recording earlier. I don't know if you guys could tell that I stopped it. But I had to stop it. And she comes in here. She goes, she starts yelling. She's like, you need to put on your mask. And I go, actually, I don't need to put on my mask because I don't have, no one's in the room with me. Like, I'm in my own room. Um... I'm recording something also like I have a microphone in front of me and she goes well you can like put something on your mic anyways like you don't like as you can't hear me with my mask on like so now I have a mask and I'm like holding it in front of my face because she was literally screaming at me she's like I'm gonna have to kick you out and I was like I'm working on a project yeah guys this is a great project that we have going on and then I was like I'm also drinking water and then she was like well you can't be drinking water here. I go do you want me to faint 
I literally yelled at her. I was like, and then some guy walks over, like, who works back there, and it's like, can you not yell at her? And I was like, I'm not yelling at her. I'm just, like, stating. And she goes, did you not hear the speakers? And I'm like, can you let me finish? I'm trying to finish a project. Um, I did hear the speakers go off. I'm by myself. No one is near me. This door is shut, too. Like, it's not like the door was open either. Like, so weird. So that made me very uncomfortable and anxious. Another anxious situation because this lady yelled at me for no reason. Um, and she's like, COVID kills. And I'm like, she's like, COVID shut down our jobs and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, sorry for you. That sucks. But I'm currently trying to record a podcast where I need my mask off. Um, yeah, that's it. Um, that's my little rant because that honest, that was made me very anxious. And I think that's what made me record so much faster than I was supposed to. But I hope to talk to you guys next week and catch y'all later. Thank you so much for listening. And just letting you know, you're not alone. Anxiety, everyone deals with it. And I feel like some people don't even realize they're, they deal with it. But you got this and you're going to be okay. And I love y'all so much. Talk to you later.